0: Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Do you ever need to send money to another country? Well, if you do, you need to know about TransferWise, the cheaper and easier way to send money abroad. TransferWise was founded by two engineers, Tavit and Christo, who frequently needed to send money to family and friends across the globe. They felt trapped by big bank fees and bad exchange rates, and they wondered, what if we could band with other people sending money internationally and bypass the banks entirely? Well, that was six years ago. Today, a community of millions use TransferWise. There are people sending money back home, businesses paying suppliers, freelancers getting paid, and the list goes on. TransferWise gives you a great exchange rate and low fees. But what I really like is that the folks at TransferWise are all about how much money they save people, not how much they make off of them. That's people like you who now have extra to spend on more important things because no one ever said it's important that my bank gets some extra fees. <laughs> See how much you could save at TransferWise.com or on the TransferWise app. Again, that's TransferWise.com. Transferwise, Wise, as in I'm going to do something wise today. TransferWise.com. Hi and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I have an episode for you today that's going to probably gross you the hell out. (laughs) Um, I want to make a little disclaimer before I even start talking that I'm going to share a story in today's podcast about our recent travels and how we made our way from Sweden to Aruba on what from here on now is dubbed the flight from hell. Um, If you're sensitive to gross stuff, you might want to not listen and go do something else. Um, If you're not sensitive, um, without further ado, here we go. (laughs) Uh oh. <laughs> just just starting to tell this story gives me like icky goosebumps. You know that feeling when you shiver because like, oh no. Yeah, that's how I feel just thinking about the fact that this journey happened. Um so I wanna I wanna start off by saying, so I'm right now I'm I'm back in Aruba. Uh we have been here for a couple of days. I had a really rough night with the baby last night, didn't sleep at all. And then I have a 13 hour day at work today. Uh, I've also had a really angry day. I shared on Instagram just uh, a couple hours ago that I'm angry. Um, and I want to address that in the spirit of being from the heart and sitting with what's here and being real and vulnerable. Um, yeah, I'm angry. <laughs> Maybe someone out there is, is feeling the same or feeling like my sharing that I'm angry validates your, you know, being able to own your anger. So I hope that there is some connection there. But we've been having kind of a tough time uh, this, the, the, this past week, actually. We had a really unfortunate thing happen with one of our employees that is also or was also a really, really good friend of ours uh, here at the company I shared a podcast a couple of episodes ago about feeling taken advantage of that also relates very much to this. Uh, this was just, I thought I was kind of done with that feeling of taking being taken advantage and I did the podcast and I was closing a door there, but it turns out that that scenario, that story was just continuously playing out as I was recording that podcast and from then until now, so for the past six weeks, um, it's just the avenue that I have opened or the channel that I have opened in which I allow people to take advantage in which I somehow invite that into my life, it's still fucking playing out. So I have learned nothing. <laughs> I guess that's that's the consensus. I have learned nothing. No, I mean, I'm, I'm learning and learning every every day. Uh, what I'm feeling particularly angry about right now is that we had this unfortunate thing happen. I'm not going to go into any details because I don't want Again, I don't, I I share this a lot. I don't like to share the drama. I like to share the lessons or the learnings and there's still drama happening. So I don't want to get lost in that at all. Um, But I think why I'm angry right now is, and I guess this is just what it's like being the boss, maybe that I, in this scenario, have ended up taking a lot of the blame for something that wasn't even mine in the first place, which really is not a fun feeling to sit with at all, at all. Um, so the, these, these people that I'm kind of, that I'm referring to, they immediately as this unf- unfollowed and we had to let this person go slash, uh, that person quit. I don't really know what happened or how that happened, but they immediately unfollowed me on all social media. And I don't care about social media, social media doesn't, doesn't matter at all, but it's just a really strong, at least reflection for me of how who they are blaming here because no one, you know, they didn't unfollow Dennis or anybody else that was actually involved with, with what was happening. So I feel unjustly treated. And I woke up this morning after a rough night with the baby and I was just like feeling kind of icky. Like, oh, why do I have to be the bad guy all the time? I kind of have this I have this pattern where I I take the role as the bad guy. I think because I speak up, I'm really vocal. (laughs) In case you hadn't noticed, every podcast episode has a little um, explicit content warning because I curse a lot. I am really vocal, especially when I feel mistreated or when I feel like there's injustice happening in the world. I'm a Libra, so injustice is like my thing. I can't stand it. Uh, And specifically on a really personal level, when I feel mistreated or when I feel things aren't right, it angers me, which usually fuels me speaking up about something. So I guess because of that, I end up taking the blame. And we had a really interesting day today where I led a dynamic meditation, which is, if you don't know what a dynamic meditation is, um, go look it up right now. So it's based in the lineage of Osho, one of my, um, I don't want to say guru, because I really don't like that word. Uh, Nako, one of my favorite singers, sings, be your own guru, which I which I really, really stand behind. Um, he's a spiritual teacher that I, whose teachings I, I really love. Um, if there's an Osho center anywhere around you, go do a dynamic meditation. It's basically acting out what you feel. That's kind of the the whole gist of it. So there's several stages to this meditation. It's very dynamic, very active, physically exhausting. And the second stage of a dynamic is allowing you to really go crazy with everything that you're feeling, to let everything out. So to totally go mad, which usually means that in the room, a lot of anger and sadness and a lot of emotion comes out. And for me this morning, when I was holding the space for the team I just I felt like I opened a little door to anger that I didn't really feel was present before but then when I walked away from the meditation from the room it's a whole hour and you know the acting out of emotions is only 10 minutes it's only a short part but I didn't close it I didn't feel that complete like oh okay I'm done with that now Um, quite the opposite I felt almost like it fueled my anger. So i walked around all day feeling kind of pissed off, <laughs> which isn't a fun feeling to sit with at all. And it's also not something that, you know, that I that you want to take with you into your relationships or into your daily interactions. And I, I talk about this a lot, how the energy that we walk around with or the vibration that we send out is automatically always reflected back to us immediately. Um, where attention goes, energy flows. So whatever we sit with, we tend to have uh, manifested back in our lives. And I am a motherfucking walking example of this happening today because I woke up angry. I was angry all you know morning and then I did that meditation and it just kind of made me even more angry. And what do you think happened after that? Well, <laughs> something that's been bothering me a lot. No, let me rephrase. Everything that's been bothering me about the yoga studio, about Island Yoga, over the past month. So, we have several things when it comes to like construction and um, vendors we've worked with, things that haven't been working here in terms of the physical space that has annoyed the living hell out of me for months. And what do you think? Today, all of these people show up to the studio. Like, somehow, meetings to make all of this right, they just happen to take place today, of course, because I manifested that. Um. So that means. So, for instance, uh, we have hurricane shutters in every window and every door of the studio. Um, not really because we're worried about hurricanes, even though maybe now with everything that's happening in the Caribbean we should be, uh, but because of security and safety. So, instead of having uh like a guard that walks the premises, even though Aruba is very safe, uh because this is such a a valuable space and a huge space and a vast space. And we also have a garden that surrounds and it's kind of easy to just walk in. Uh, We close the whole place down with these hurricane shutters. Well, from day one, they have not been working, especially the shutters that are in the Luna Shala, which is our most important space. And we have these two ginormously beautiful windows on either side of the altar. And like every two weeks or three weeks, you know, I walk into the Shala to practice or to teach. And one of those really ugly Looking shutters is kind of half hanging, swinging in the wind, um, right where we practice, and it's stuck there, and we can't move it. Uh, And no less than eight times has this happened over the past months. Eight times we've had to call this company here to fix it, and they don't fix it; they just do something, and then it happens again and again and again. And I've been so annoyed with this, like you would not believe, and feeling really like angry that we paid so much money for a service and it's not working and they're not fixing it. Like, I feel like we are unfairly treated. And of course, today, like I walk in and the goddamn hurricane shutter is stuck (laughs) today of all days. Um, And then we ended up pulling that whole company here. And I was just like furious with them this poor guy that came. And he was just a messenger. He's just a worker for this company. He's not the boss. It's not his fault. And he says, please, I'm so embarrassed that I'm here again. But uh, unless we, you know, completely exchange everything, this is going to keep happening. And I don't know why my boss isn't here and taking care of this himself, because I can't fix this, but he doesn't want to, you know, pay for us to have a new thing. And I just felt like I kind of unleashed this whole thing of fury onto this poor, poor man. And then as we kept talking and I realized, okay, this is not his fault. Like it's not his business. I immediately, I had to apologize. And I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't sleep much last night and I'm having kind of a rough day, but can you imagine what it's like for us that, you know, it's been months and still we have this issue? Please, you know, can you help us make this right? And all day I've had these little things come my way. So I'm trying to sit with right now how to deal with this anger or actually how to, how to act it out really because that's what I need to do and And I already had a full yoga practice today. I did a dynamic meditation that allowed me to punch pillows and scream and yell and stomp my feet and, and be all crazy um, but I think I'm going to need one more of those. One more of those things for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm allowing myself to land, land right now. Um, so excuse my fire in, in my vibration right now, or rather don't excuse it because um, I'm just sitting with it right now. It is really interesting to me how everything I talk about in these podcasts every single week somehow manifests back my way. So specifically the, t- the topic of feeling taken advantage of has throughout these travels really come my way and, and hit me really hard. And I haven't arrived at a lessing, lesson yet. Oh, did you hear what I just did? Blessing, lesson. I said lessing. Did I just invent a new word? I think I just invented a new word. Wait. <laughs> I, I I always say that like blessings, lessons, blessings, lessons. Like they're all the same. Maybe they're supposed to be called lessings. Oh, I love that. Okay, If anybody has ever coined that term before, I'm sorry, but I'm totally owning the creation of this word. Lessings. I love it. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I want a body that feels good year round. My yoga practice is essential for a feel good body, and the food that I consume is just as important. Fuel your healthy lifestyle through the fall season with nutritionist approved meal prep delivery across the US from Sunbasket. Sunbasket makes it easier and more convenient to commit to your health and wellness every single day. You receive organic and sustainable ingredients straight to your door. The ingredients are pre-measured and the step-by-step instructions are a piece of cake to follow. It's never been easier to cook delicious, seasonal, healthy meals right in your own kitchen. Sunbasket offers specific dietary needs like lean and clean, paleo, gluten free, and vegetarian friendly. Each order is created by award winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. Whichever wellness journey you're committed to, there is a Sunbasket to meet your needs. No more running around town for the best ingredients or endless online scrolling for recipes and nutrition facts. In just 30 minutes, you will enjoy a delicious meal that your body will thank you for. Your new healthy lifestyle starts right now with Sunbasket. Go to sunbasket.com slash yoga today and get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash yoga to get $35 off sunbasket.com slash yoga. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. doing it no more shady business rituals essential for women 18 plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust get 25 off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today that's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25 off so back to the topic of this podcast <laughs> I'm going to tell you now the story of how we got to Aruba and people ask me a lot for travel tips because I travel a ton Uh, the past couple of years, not last year and definitely not this year with the baby, but I think six or seven, no, five or six years before that. We've traveled almost nonstop. So a normal year, we'd have something around 40 travel weeks, which means that we are just always on the road, always traveling, always on a plane or in a car or in a hotel. That's just been kind of our life touring and and teaching yoga and leading retreats and things like that. And people ask me for travel tips a lot and I have a bunch, but I have to say now that I have a baby, I have none. (laughs) Everything has changed. I'm not a good traveler anymore. I don't know how to travel with a baby. Uh, If anybody out there has a magical recipe for how to travel with a baby, please send it my way because every time we've done this, and we've done it a lot in the six short months that we've had her, and I swear to God, it gets more challenging every single time. And I, I don't know, it doesn't really matter how much I prepare. A lot of it is a very mental thing, I've also realized. Um, so by far the worst trip that we've had with the baby so far. Um, It was the first flight ever. She was only two and a half months and we flew to Sweden. So the first, first, first flight that we had. And then we had some friends say, oh, you know, but when the baby's that little, it's so easy because they just sleep and eat and poop and sleep and eat and poop. So it's just like they just sleep. It's it's totally fine. And it's a night flight going across the Atlantic. So it's a 10 hour night flight from Aruba to Sweden. Uh, The baby's just going to sleep the whole way. So I was kind of confident and also terrified but mostly like yes it's going to be fine because she is a really good sleeper was should i say was a really good sleeper back then we step on the plane she realizes she's on an airplane she's totally freaked out by the idea of an airplane she's in a metal tube with weird lighting and weird smells and sounds and she just started crying and she cried basically for 10 hours straight she just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried And she'd never cried like that before, ever. And we were, you know, stuck on a plane with people around us giving us the eyes, like, you know, the looks that people give people traveling with babies. Uh, And I just want to say anyone out there who ever feels bothered by parents traveling with children or by families that are on planes, especially with crying babies, like I know I used to be one of those people that I would never, ever look, you know, look that way at a person with a baby because I could already then like fully, under, not fully understand, but at least sense a little bit of, okay, if it's hard for me to be on a plane with a crying baby, imagine what it's like for the parents. Yeah. And now that I am a mom, I can totally own that and say, doesn't matter how hard it is for you because you have a hard time sleeping or whatever that the baby's crying. For me as a mom, frantically trying to calm a screaming baby on a 10 hour flight, there is like almost nothing worse than that. Like I swear, to God. It's the worst fucking thing in the whole world. So that flight, I mean, the first fight that we had, it was so awful. And I didn't sleep. And mostly, I was so nervous and so tense about the whole situation that I think that that just made everything worse. It really, really made things super challenging for me. So this flight that I'm going to share the beautiful little story of uh, right now, uh, it was this weekend. So it was on Saturday, so not even a week ago. And the baby is now six months old, which means she's like a little human being. She doesn't cry just like kind of for no reason anymore. She doesn't, um, she's already so grown in a way. That's totally, of course, different than a two or three month old. She's six months old now. Uh, and I can really feel like we are relating to each other in a wholly different way. So we are playing, we are talking, telling stories, reading books. Um, I really was feeling very confident that this flight would be fine because just we would just play all flight because that's kind of what we do all day. And if she gets cranky, I really, I know how to divert attention elsewhere or, you know, she just needs to, to kind of to, to eat or, or to sleep a little bit. Like it's normally really fine. Well, let me tell you, it was not fine. <laughs> it was not even fine a little bit. So the story begins <laughs> on Saturday morning. 3 a.m. I have to wake up, 3 in the morning, uh, to catch a cab at 4 in the morning to go to the airport. The reason I had to take a cab is because the car that we had that we borrowed from my dad uh, was full and did not fit me or the baby. Um, reasons to why this car was full, I'm going to blame my husband, but I'm equally to blame. Um, he had two bicycles he was taking back to Aruba and, and these road bikes or um, like Iron Man bikes. I don't know anybody that knows bikes. They're really expensive and super fragile. So he has these kind of spaceship looking bags that he keeps the bikes in and they take up a shitload of space. But I also had two suitcases. The baby had a suitcase. Um, we had Ringo, of course, with his little suitcase. I mean, not for his stuff, but for actually we have a carrier <laughs> for him. <laughs> Although I would love to imagine little Ringo with like a little backpack going uh, going traveling. Oh, how cute is that? If you don't know Ringo, Ringo is our Italian greyhound. He's our four-year-old uh, dog. He comes everywhere with us. Uh, so we had a lot of stuff. So I had to take a cab with the baby. And I had to three in the morning kind of get up and get ready. And then at four when the cab was there, I had to take the baby from the bed and put her in the car seat Which I was planning to do without waking her up. I totally failed. So she was up and she was awake in the middle of the night, which was not a good start because she really needs her nighttime sleep. But it was what it was. So I get to the airport and we're the first ones there. So my my dad and Dennis went in another car. They had to to pick up my dad so that my dad could take the car back home. Um, So he was a little bit after me. But I get to the airport. Baby's awake, of course, super tired and like weirded out. Where am I in the middle of the night? And then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? This was very stupid, but I thought um, since she's in her PJs now and she's already awake, I'm going to just change her into her like daytime clothes. Like, so she's, you know, travel clothes that we had planned for her so that she's not, you know, sitting in her PJs all day long. Babies don't care if they are in their PJs all day long. Nobody cares. Okay. It was more this idea that I had that we are starting our day now. So let's get dressed. Bad. Bad bad, bad idea. I take her into the bathroom. I take her PJs off. And I don't know if it was because she was sleepy or whatever was going on. She was on this kind of, um, what do you call it? <laughs> I only have the Swedish word for this, uh, this table in the bathroom that you put the baby on when you change it. Changing table. Thank you. It's one of those changing tables that come out of the wall and it was slanted downward for some reason, a little bit, not a lot, just a tiny bit. I take all of her clothes on, we're in this this bathroom at the airport, and as I take her diaper off, she pees, but not like a normal amount of baby pee. She takes like a massive pee, and because of how the nursing table or the changing table was slanted, the pee is like pouring all the way up her little body, all the way up to her neck and into her hair. So it's basically like she took a shower in her own pee great start of the travel day so it took me almost an entire box of wipes like you know to wash her and clean her all the way and I was really like you don't want to sit and pee for a 20-hour travel because we had 20 hours ahead of us of traveling to get home it took me so long to clean this baby up I clean her I put clothes on she's getting cranky because she's super tired and then I put her in a stroller and immediately as I put her in a stroller I hear And she just takes a massive poop. And of course, because she was sitting in the angle, she was sitting in the stroller, the poop is pushing all the way up her back and her neck and into her hair. So immediately I have to lift the baby out of the stroller, put her back in the bathroom and do the whole process all over again. And this was the first 30 minutes of us being at the airport. Like it was the immediate thing that happened. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, we got all the bad stuff out of the way. I realized we didn't bring any plastic bags for dirty clothes, which I forgot huge mistake so I had to go and kind of scramble around and ask for a bag so that I didn't have to throw her clothes away um Dennis gets there with my dad and I'm like you're not gonna believe what happened I already it's four in the morning or four, four thirty in the morning and she's already had two outfit changes but it's good we got like the bad stuff taken care of we took care of that so it's already done um We get on the plane. (laughs) We're the last ones to board the flight because of how long it took for Dennis to pay for his extra baggage of the bikes. We're the last people to board the flight, which of course means if you're the last people to board a flight, that there's no space for (laughs) your hand luggage at all. And the hand luggage that we have, it's not like hand luggage that, you know, you can just gate check it and then you get it later. The hand luggage that we had was the baby's diaper bag, which is gold. If we would lose her diaper bag, like the our lives would be over. And then we have Ringo. (laughs) And I have like a purse and Dennis has a backpack or whatever. But like the big stuff is like Ringo and the diaper bag. We cannot (laughs) not have those things. So we have to fight with the stewardesses and with the people on the plane to try to make space for our stuff. Everybody's looking at us. We're sweating. And now, of course, the baby starts getting cranky. It was just like one of those really tense moments on a plane. We finally somehow make space for our stuff. And then we have to squeeze our way in to the cabin and we sit down okay and then things were kind of okay baby ate and then fell asleep so there was no crying on this first flight so the first flight took us from Stockholm to Amsterdam it's a two-hour flight was not a a big deal it was just very hectic and stressful you know getting there we land in Amsterdam (laughs) standing up holding the baby I hear the same sound again (sighs) she's taking a massive poop and of course because of the angle in which how I'm holding her the poop is coming out of her diaper and it's just like a massive situation but we're on this cramped plane everybody's trying to get off at the same time and then we have to kind of run out of the plane and try to find a bathroom and there was no bathroom around so we had to hold her like that for like 10 minutes while walking through the airport not her finest moment uh and I don't know, she's normally not like a poop explosion type of baby. Like we normally don't have them at all. So this was just one of those days, I guess. Then it changes, <laughs> changes the baby's diaper. And then we go see his family. And I also had one of my best friends in the world surprise us at the airport, which was super amazing. So the four-hour layover that we had in Amsterdam went by really, really quickly. Now things start getting kind of challenging. So she doesn't want to sleep. Um, she's super tired. She's been up all night. She's getting really cranky, crying a lot like at the airport. And we don't have a stroller to put her in because we didn't travel uh, with a stroller hand or gate checked. So I'm getting really tense and really kind of nervous and tired. And then right before we say goodbye to Dennis's family and I was with my friend Rose that came to visit, I realized, oh, wait, didn't I have something going on personally? Like me, you know, talking about all these bodily fluids and poop and pee. Yeah. The day before, I had gotten my period for the very first time. I cannot believe I'm sharing this in a podcast to all these people, but here we go. (laughs) I got my period for the first time uh, since having the baby, which meant I have not had a period in one year and three months. That's a really, really long time. I've kind of forgotten how it works to have a period. Uh, normally in my normal, like pre-baby, pre-pregnancy life, uh, I, I, I use the moon cup, which is a really awesome, amazing, um, menstrual tool, menstrual cup, I guess. Uh, if you've never used one and you feel like it's, it's weird or you're questioning it, don't doubt it. Just use it. It's the best. It means you never again have to buy a tampon. You don't have to buy ta- pads. It's super sustainable. Uh, you buy one, one time and it's, uh, it's actually even more hygienic like it's it's awesome but of course I wasn't walking around with a goddamn moon cup like on me because I don't have a period and I haven't had one in so 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 long so yeah I didn't have tampons or anything you know and as we're you know, we said goodbye to, to, to our friends and family. I just kind of grabbed Rose, my friend. I was like, damn, like, do you have like two euros I could borrow? Could you, I I need, I think I need tampons. Like I forgot. I haven't, I didn't do anything. Like I got my period and then I forgot about it. So last minute, right before we go to run to the gate, she hands me like a tiny little box (laughs) of tampons. If that hadn't happened, I don't know if I would be sitting here alive to tell this story today because of just mortification. I don't know. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Are you hiring? Do you manage or own a company in the United States? Well, if you do, you need to know about ZipRecruiter. Posting your job in one or two places is no longer enough to find the quality candidates that your company needs. As a business owner, I know these challenges well. These days, you need to post your job to all the top job sites. And now with ZipRecruiter, you can. ZipRecruiter is different. They post your job to 100 plus job sites and its powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else can. With just one click, your qualified candidate comes to you. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within one day. Time is precious and as a business owner myself, I know how your time needs to be spent growing the success of your business, not juggling resumes and interviews. Well, now you can quickly screen and organize your people on ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard and hire that perfect person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter is used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ziprecruiter.com/yoga. That's ziprecruiter.com/yoga. One more time, try it for free, ziprecruiter.com/yoga. We're running through the airport. I realize, okay, I have a situation going. I'm going to need to go to the bathroom and take care of it. But there is no time. Okay, we're super late running through the airport with all of our stuff, with baby, with a dog, with everything. Um, we get to, <laughs> to the plane, boarding the plane. I'm like, Dennis, I'm going to have to go and change all of my clothes now. So I couldn't even sit down in the seat because that's how big my situation was was happening. So I have to get all my stuff I only had one change of clothes with me and that change of clothing was reserved for like baby peeing or pooping all over me not me not being able to manage my own stuff so this is like quite a shock so I change out of my dirty clothes and into the one clean change of clothes that I have for the entire flight once I had that I sit down and I'm like okay like now we must have gotten all the like disasters out of the way like now now okay we're on this flight it takes off it's 10 hours um, baby still doesn't want to sleep. So she's cranky the entire flight. She didn't, she slept for 10 hours. The flight was 10 hours, 10 hours long. She slept 20 minutes, three times, like in little segments spread out through the plane. There was no sleeping. Like there was no, we couldn't eat, we couldn't sit, we couldn't watch a movie. We couldn't like talk to each other. We just were frantically trying to entertain a baby and, or, uh, bounce her and walk her up and down the aisle because she just was super cranky, super unhappy. So we were dealing with like a lot. There was a lot of tension. (laughs) We're feeling super stressed. And we know we have like, you know, if you just board a plane and you know you have 10 hours with a crying baby ahead, it's kind of hard to relax into that. But it was what it was. Two hours into this flight, this is where it starts to get really good. Two hours into this flight, Dennis is walking up and down, bouncing the baby. Um, I'm trying to eat, I think. I think I have my tray table down. Uh, and I'm realizing that Ringo is starting to act really, really strange. <laughs> so uh, to tell you, because I, I get this question a lot, um, we traveling with Ringo. Ringo's a small dog, so he weighs below 15 pounds or below eight kilos, which means you can take him in the cabin. So we have a little carrier for him where he normally goes with us. Um, also, so whenever you see if I'm sharing that he's not in a carrier, because sometimes we travel with him and he's not in the carrier. Um, Three years ago when my friend passed away, I suffered from a lot of anxiety and I had panic attacks and just, yeah, clearly for several reasons, weren't feeling, wasn't feeling good. Uh, And what we did then is we certified Ringo to become an emotional support dog so that I could travel with Ringo on my lap because I started getting really panicky on flights. That's not the case anymore. I still, you know, get anxious, but not for the same reasons, clearly. Um, but if you ever see Ringo, like not in the carrier, it's because he has this emotional support dog status, which we try really hard not to abuse. Ringo is an amazing travel dog. So he's traveled on planes, in cars, on buses, been all over the world since we got him. We got him on tour. Actually, we were on a 36-city tour over across the states when we got Ringo so he's genius at traveling um basically we get to the airport he knows what the airport means so he immediately pees and poops and then he goes into his little carrier and he chills and it doesn't matter if we open it two hours later or 20 hours later like he's good and if we're in places where he's not in the carrier like for this flight for instance um he just goes in a little corner on the floor and we put a little blanket on him because he likes to be under blankets and he sleeps that's it I don't not lying if I say that Ringo has been on hundreds of flights, maybe 200 some flights. Uh, we've never had an issue with Ringo ever. Like, no one even really knows that there is a dog on the plane. He's the perfect, super trained travel dog. But all of a sudden on this flight, he starts acting strange, um, which is not a good sign. So he's like pulling on his leash. He's trying to leave our little area. So we were sitting in the front. Um, of the plane where they can give you a little bassinet for the baby. So we had extra space for our legs. Um, which was really good because we had this big space spread out for the baby where we had blankets and all her toys and all her things and, um, like food. And, you know, so she could sit and lie on her belly and her back. And just, we were, that was like our whole area for the baby. And then Ringo was on this little corner under a blanket and he starts pulling, like he wants to leave our area, which he's never done on a single flight ever. And then I'm pulling him back and I'm like, Ringo, what are you doing? Come back. And he did that a couple of times. And I was like, huh, that's odd. But I didn't think that much about it because I was really focused on this crying baby that we had. Um, and then again, he starts pulling on the leash and then I'm like, God, what's happening? And then I, I, I look at him and he's shaking, shivering, like really, really, really shaking. Anyone who has a small dog or an Italian greyhound um, know that they can be really kind of shivering as dogs. So Ringo is always cold. He doesn't have any fur, barely. He doesn't have any, you know, body fat, like he's just cold as a dog. Um, but when he shakes because he's cold, it, there's usually like a shake and then a break and then shake and then a break. Um also when he's scared or when he's frightened, he shakes a little bit. But this was like a really weird shake. Like he was shaking, shaking, shaking nonstop. And then I suddenly start panicking. And I'm like, wait, what if what if he's sick? Is something wrong with Ringo? And it's one of those things that I uh, kind of carry a lot as I feel like I'm neglecting Ringo, who is like my original little baby. He was always the baby, he sleeps in my in, in my bed, kind of sleeps in my arms, travels with us everywhere. He's was always the baby. And now we have a human baby. Of course, Ringo has been deprioritized, which I feel really bad about a lot. He's dealing great with everything. Like he's super sweet with the baby and I've given him as much attention as I can. But sometimes, like on a flight like this, like it had been two hours into the flight and I hadn't given him, given him any attention. So I realized, wait, what if we've been on this flight and he's like sick? What if something's wrong? What if he has a fever? So I pick him up, I put him on my lap. Um, He immediately calms down and stops shaking. So I was like, okay, maybe he was scared of something. Maybe there was a noise or he wasn't just, he was just feeling unsure. So I'm holding him on on my lap, put my tray table away. They took my stuff. And then all of a sudden he like jumps off my lap and he's trying to leave. And I get like upset. I'm like, Gringo, like what's happening? Come back. So I bring him back. I'm holding him by my feet, looking at him like what's happening. And then he looks at me and he gives me like the saddest face of all time. And then continues to have massive diarrhea all over the (laughs) plane. Like, like yeah, I'm not, I am not kidding. Yeah, massive, massive, massive dog poop diarrhea all over our area. So that means that all of the baby's stuff, like everything is covered in Ringo's poop. And I am so shocked... (laughs) by this as it happens he didn't even squat like he he was just standing up like I feel so horrible that this had to happen to him like clearly he he must have eaten something bad the day before right he's totally fine now like I'm gonna let you you guys know now like you know nothing's wrong with Ringo he was just having like a bad stomach day um but I am so shocked by this because I don't know if you can like fully understand (laughs) the gravity of being on a in an enclosed space, like an airplane, knowing you have eight hours to go (laughs) with a crying baby and your dog just massively (laughs) shat all over all of your belongings. Like, can you you sit with that realization for a moment of how fucked up that is? (laughs) Oh my God. So I once read a story about a dog and this is a thing because we've had these debates about... Yeah, whether or not it's unethical that we sometimes travel with Ringo as an emotional support dog, even though technically, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't suffer from panic attacks anymore. Uh, I'm past that like difficult, challenging moment of, of moving through grief. Um, so is it wrong or is it right yeah I don't would not endorse or tell anybody to do that um we try really hard to not take advantage and because Ringo is so good no one even knows he's present so it doesn't you know in in my mind at least it hasn't doesn't matter uh, how we travel with Ringo because no one knows he's there and he's normally in his carrier all the time now he wasn't and I read this story about uh someone that had a support dog on a plane that proceeded to have massive diarrhea all over the plane and it got so bad that other passengers started throwing up and they had to reroute the plane and emergency land like this is a true story and i'm realizing like okay like he this just happened and and ringo's super trained like he's he's amazing uh any dog like even you know a proper like service dog or any 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 dog can of course have like a bad stomach like that's okay it's normal i was gonna say it's a human thing it's not a human thing but i mean it's not ringo's fault that this happened Um, But I'm just starting to have this like total moment of panic of like, holy shit, like I cannot have anybody see this. Like they can't, like we can't have the plane find out that this has happened. But the smell, okay, the the smell is so profoundly pungent and awful that people are like looking up from their seats. They're looking around and they're of course immediately looking toward our area because we were the ones with the baby. So I decide pretty quickly, we're going to fully blame the baby for all of this right away. And I take all the stuff and all the blankets and everything, and I just fold it all together, hiding the poop, and I wrap it really tight, and then I stick it under my seat, and then I just sit there, like, in a trance, like, is this real life? And then Dennis pops his head out. He's like, do you smell that? Is that, is that the baby? And I, and I look at him and I go, Ringo just pooped. <laughs> Dennis is like, what? I'm like, Ringo just pooped. And again, he goes, what? <laughs> Ringo just pooped. And the expression on his face is just, he cannot understand the words that I'm speaking. Like that's how just mind-blowing insane it was that that happened. And then he says, what What are we going to do? I said, I, I don't know. I just... I it's it's like on the blankets and the baby's things. I put it under the seat. I'm like, you know, I think let's just throw it away. Like we just we just have to cut our losses now. We just have to th- throw this away. Can you go in the bathroom and throw it away? And he and then then it says what? No, like that's all her nice things. And the blanket that was on top was a, a really new blanket, like a nice blanket that we just got. That it was new and it was kind of expensive. And then it goes, no, no, that's her nice blanket. I'm going to fix this. Give, give me the stuff. So I'm like, okay. He trades me the baby for the poopy blankets. And then he goes into the bathroom. And he remained in the bathroom for about 20, 25 minutes or so. And we were sitting right by the bathroom close and I hear him, he's flushing and he's flushing and he's flushing. I I don't know. Maybe he flushed that airplane bathroom maybe like 30 times. I don't know. And when he comes back, he is pale as a ghost, like he's blue. So what happened in there was he immediately started rinsing the blanket, trying to get the poop out. And then the poop got stuck in the sink and then the sink started filling up with water and then poop water started starts flowing out of the sink and all over the floor and starts seeping out into the hallway of the plane. (laughs) I I cannot believe that this happened. There is poop in the ceiling. (laughs) There's there's poop on the walls. There's poop (laughs) everywhere on the mirror. Dennis is a big man. Like He's one meter, 96 centimeters. He's six foot Six foot, what, what is he in, in feet? Six foot, I don't know, six, seven, a lot. He's a tall guy, he's almost two meters tall. So, airplane bathrooms are very small for a man his size. So, as he was trying to clean this stuff, he was just making a ginormous mess. <laughs> and when he comes out, he does not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even tell the story without. <laughs> he comes out of the bathroom barefoot without his socks because he had to throw them away (laughs) because they were full of poop. Oh, God. (laughs) And he was just gagging in the bathroom, just almost like, kind of throwing up in his mouth like he was just dying and then he spent all that time just cleaning up like using the hand soap and tissues and just trying to clean the whole bathroom like walls and ceiling and floor and everything and then I... I wait like five minutes and then he's like, can you, can you go check? Can you go check? See if it's okay. And I go inside and it didn't smell like anything. And they must put something in these airplane bathrooms to not make it smell. Like there must be some way that, because otherwise like people poop and pee in there and it's super confined. Like it would smell really bad all the time, but it didn't smell like anything. And I could not see a trace of poop in there. So whatever he did, he did very, very, very well. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I never used to value sleep as much as I do now, in part because I'm a new mom and also because I now sleep in the most luxuriously cozy bedding there is, bedding from Parachute. Our little girl's bed is now just as dreamy as our own, thanks to Parachute's new baby bedding collection. Parachute creates its products with conscious standards that sold me even before I felt the fabric. Parachute manufactures its products in family-owned factories in European regions that are renowned for creating amazing bedding. It's run by fairly paid employees, and it gives back both locally to Habitat for Humanity and globally to the United Nations Foundation Nothing But Nets. The fabrics are 100% natural and made without use of any harmful chemicals or synthetic softeners. Details that are non-negotiable for the fabric that my sweet little angel nestles herself into with a modern design of timeless natural color palettes and fabrics that get softer with every use your bedding creates a beautiful impact in your home and in our world upgrade your bedroom today visit parachutehomecom home.com yoga girl for free shipping and returns and check out the new baby collection including swaddle blankets quilts for tummy time and cashmere baby blankets as well you and your family deserve the next level sleep experience so visit parachutehome.com slash yoga girl for free shipping and returns. Try it out for 60 nights, and if you don't love it, just send it back. No questions asked. Go to parachutehome.com slash yogagirl today. Okay, and then continuing from here, baby has another two poop explosions on her own, which by now, like this was not even an issue at all. We were happily changing her out of her sixth outfit of the day. No problem. And then all of a sudden, Ringo starts shaking again. And I'm like, Dennis, 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 it's happening. Dennis, Dennis, he's shaking. It's happening, it's happening. And he looks at me, what am I going to do? I, I don't know, take him into the bathroom. And then he takes the dog into the bathroom and just stays there and stays there and then comes out. He says, he's not, it's not happening. Like it's too confined, like he's not going. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe it was a false alarm. Maybe he's just not feeling good. And then he comes back and, oh, mind you, because we're in the corner in the front, no one around us has kind of noticed what's happened. At least to my knowledge, no one knows what's going on. I don't think so. No one like, said anything. No one stood up. No one is staring at us. Like, I don't think anyone really knew. What- I th- think they thought that the baby had a horrible poop. And that was the smell. And then we cleaned it and now it's gone. <laughs> That's how I like to imagine the story playing out. And then Ringo starts shaking again. And then he turns around. And like I can see his tail go up he's still standing on all fours he's not even squatting and then I can see his butthole opening <laughs> how is this the theme of an entire podcast episode I do not know I take a blanket and I hold it up to cover the baby in case the poop is gonna come shooting out of his butt and onto my child and I squat kind of yell it and I'm like Dennis take the dog and he picks Ringo up and he runs into the bathroom where he remained for over half an hour (laughs) with the dog and again I'm listening to him flushing and flushing and flushing and flushing and he was in the bathroom much longer this time around than he was the first time and as he's in there I realize the fact that he is the one in there with Ringo is absolutely unbelievable because he doesn't like to travel with the dog I am the reason That we travel with the dog, like I'm always like anxious without Ringo. I'm super nervous when he's not around. I'm always nervous something's gonna happen to him. I don't like leaving him ever, so that's also why we travel with him everywhere. Um, But it's always like on me, you know. Like Dennis always says, if anything happens with Ringo, it's on you because I'm the one bringing Ringo along, and we've never ever had an issue up until now. But somehow Dennis is the one who's in the bathroom, airplane bathroom with the dog. So what happened is he put. He put tissues all over the floor, and then Ringo proceeded to have massive diarrhea again all over the floor, but this time it was really watery, (laughs) and as he was trying to clean it up, again, it just ended up everywhere, and he was trying to kind of rinse the dog in the tiny airplane sink, and it's just, like, he comes out, like, again, pale as a ghost, holding Ringo. Ringo is relaxing, like, he's not shaking anymore. He did what he had to do, apparently, falls asleep and then we're just sitting there <laughs> like staring into space <laughs> for the longest time and then it turns to me he says is this is this real is this really happening to us like is this is this real and i go we don't talk about it now like no we just power through we still had another 5 hours of this flight to go i said we just power through we just take this minute by minute <laughs> we cannot like lose our lose our shit now like we have to just keep going we have to just push through this plane and um yeah the last thing that happened before we exit the flight is that uh Ringo puked all over Looney's things. <laughs> that was the last thing that come out of to come out of Ringo at least so by now so he puked all over and by now we've gone through every blanket that we have we've gone through every item of clothing that we have for the baby we've gone through every clothing that I have for myself. Dennis does not have any socks. <laughs> like He's gone through all his own changes of clothing and we're just sitting there in the front of the plane, like paralyzed, <laughs> holding a crying baby and a dog that's, that's sick to its stomach wow oh and I forgot to mention this but all the blankets that were wrapped with the poop that Dennis tried to clean in the bathroom they're wrapped really tightly in a plastic bag and they're stuck in the little holder where the bags go over your head so it's like we have this kind of little surprise package (laughs) waiting for whoever opens the overhead cabinets. it's just it's just the most awful thing and I know like in the big scheme of life yes there are worse things and I had to put this disclaimer on an Instagram post that I shared today about my anger like real stuff happens in the world I am very much aware of this like me I know like people die like that happens there are earthquakes there are hurricanes there is famine there is just inequality and racism and sexism and bullshit happening every day so in the big scheme of things yes one awful flight from Stockholm (laughs) to Aruba, it's not the end of the world. But let me just tell you this, as we lived through this, like as we sat there covered in poop, trying to hide the fact that our dog was having explosive diarrhea on a 10-hour flight, it did not feel that way, okay? It definitely felt as if we were, this was Armageddon, like end has happened, the end is here, this is like the Culmination of everything that could have possibly gone wrong actually actually happened. So somehow we finally like land, and you know we haven't slept, we haven't eaten. We're just so sweaty, like covered in like every bodily fluid that you could possibly imagine. And I fully, fully like, and I I, I'm not lying. We're never doing this again. (laughs) We're never ever doing this again like we are not flying we're not stepping on another flight the only thing like we have some stuff we were supposed to do none of that is happening anymore the only thing that i can see on the horizon when it comes to leaving aruba and having to step on an airplane with a baby again and a dog mind you um is our best friends patrick and olivia are getting married beginning of may next year we are not flying anywhere until then and we are only stepping on that flight because of how much we love our friends that is it no more flying no more traveling the flight from hell has happened and we are done (laughs) so that was that was all for (laughs) for for this for this week i I was going to include some travel tips and stuff but I, i i have i have no advice for anyone i i have no wisdom to share <laughs> I don't know I can't travel myself I can barely like apparently on my own like take care of myself like let alone a baby and a dog and a husband and all of our stuff I am just counting all of our blessings that we are here and we are in one place and that we don't have to do this for a very 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 long time so thank you guys for listening <laughs> I hope uh, I hope this brought some, some laughter into your day. I hope my misery makes all of you guys very, very happy today. Um, I can laugh about this now, like we can both laugh about this now. Um, but I honestly think whenever we do have a flight happening, like Dennis is like not gonna, Ringo is not gonna happen, probably not. So I, I'm gonna have to find a way to, to figure all of that out. Maybe we just decide from here on now, everyone just comes to us. Aruba is beautiful, sun shines all year round. Let's just like Patrick and Olivia, if you're listening, um, wedding in France, I think it sounds totally overrated. Like who wants to get married in Provence? Like no, no, no. Aruba, uh, we can do something in our backyard. That would be awesome. We could do something at Island Yoke. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Okay, let's just, let's just do the wedding here and then we never have to fly again. All right, that's all from me this week. It's interesting because I started this podcast off talking about how angry I was feeling and now sharing this hilarious story. All of that anger is gone for the first time all day. So I guess a little comic relief sometimes is, is just everything that we need. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you, Ringo. I'm grateful for you, Lea Luna, and for Dennis and for all of our all of our bodily fluids and everything we went through. I'm just 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 grateful that made me laugh today. And I, I hope it made you laugh too. I will see you guys next week uh, for an actual seriously amazing topic that is not poop related. Um, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's slightly grosser than normal episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to always listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraython.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Huge thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Sunbasket, ZipRecruiter, and Parachute. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I will see you next week.